Brady, you had sent me something on text message about Justin Thomas and some equipment. Well, it wasn't necessarily... It wasn't Justin Thomas. I guess he influenced... Oh, okay. The, well, he's the, on the picture, you said. Yeah, well, he influenced the, the story that I wanted to talk about with... Um, I, hell, I don't even know really... Taylor Moore. I don't even know who it is. Is that his name? Uh, Taylor Moore, yeah. Yeah. Oh, PJ Tour rookie and how he's getting an education out on tour with... And Louis Eustace. ...with ball flight. Um, so... Taylor Moore played behind Justin Thomas a couple of weeks ago, and was able to see the shots that he was hitting. And he's a ping staffer, and he went to his ping fitting rep and said, "Hey, I I can't compete out here doing what I'm doing." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, I'm not hitting it high enough." And I, I thought it was an. Inter- did you read this, the story? I did not. You did not. So he was talking I didn't about do my homework. I'm he sorry. Was, he was talking about how to hit the ball higher. Um, the higher you hit the golf ball the faster the golf ball is going to stop when it lands. And when you're out on PGA Tour greens, that are, when they're preparing golf courses to challenge the best players in the world, they make greens very firm. Right. They try to make them very fast. And when you're hitting long irons into greens, right, we're talking about 8,000-yard golf courses now. When these guys are hitting their four iron from 250, how do we get it to stop? Well, you have to hit it way up in the air. And this young tour pro, this rookie, was saying, I can't compete with yeah. that. My ball's going here, and everybody I'm playing with ball's going up there. Right. And so what that means is he's got a real small window in which to land the golf ball on the green in order to get it close to the hole. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some holes that they're going to tuck pins over bunkers and in corners when they, when they try to make it more difficult to uh, – that he's not going to be able to access. Sure. Right? He's going to have to play towards the middle of the green and settle for a 25-foot birdie putt right. when somebody who can hit it higher can fly it right at the right. hole and get it to stop. So it, it was a neat story about how – um, he was working with, with his tour rep from Ping about how do we get more height in my shots. So one of the first things that they did was look at the golf ball. Golf balls have different launch characteristics and different spin rates, and that affects how high it goes. Mm-hmm. So he was in a golf ball that was kind of a low launch, lower spin golf ball. So they made a change to that. And he instantly, I think he was talking his, his height on, on a shot was like 80 feet. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, actually, it might have been lower than that. It was 65 to 75 feet. And so they changed golf ball and got it to 80 or 85. Then they went and talked about golf shaft. He was playing a 130-gram shaft dy- dynamic gold tour issue. And they went to go talk to the folks at True Temper. And True Temper's got a new product coming out. It's tour only at the moment that's called uh, it's dynamic gold. I forget the exact name of it. It was like mid-high. It's a different kick point in yeah, the shaft yeah. that adds more height. So he... He's switched shaft, and it's in the same weight range. That's something that's important to these mm-hmm. guys. They're, they're strong, powerful players. They need shafts of a certain weight to help the, the stability. And by changing golf shafts, he got a little bit more height. And so they sent him out to play. He missed the cut, but he's, he's like, hey, this is getting better. I'm seeing right. my ball up here. Then they went back and talked to ball again because there's Titleist, right, at retail. Traditionally, there's been two models, Pro V1, Pro V1X. Mm-hmm. And they go in different windows. Right? They fly a little bit differently. One goes here, one goes a little bit there. One's well, a three-piece, one's a four-piece, right? Yeah. Um, out on tour, though, there's probably seven or eight different Pro-V models in play. Luke Donald was is famous for playing like the 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. model of Pro-V. It's what he liked. It, it left the golf club in the window right. that he wanted, that right. he liked where it was and liked how it performed when it stops, and so those things are important. Well, so they've got different launch characteristics and so they went from one of the lower launching ones to one of the mid ones 
um, and that got him some height. Then they changed shafts and got him some more height. After he got used to that, because it's, it's an evolution, right? You're used to hitting a golf right. ball and seeing how to control right. it. And, and it takes an adjustment if you've been doing it that way for a long time and had success. Well, when I hit it up there, that feels like a bad shot. Well, I right. need to get used to that. Then they changed golf ball again and went to the highest one. And he's like, bingo. So they went from a peak shot height with whatever iron they're talking about. It might have been a six iron. Yeah. Like 65, 70 feet to where Justin Thomas was right. hitting that same shot like 120 feet in the air. So that affects the land angle and how fast the golf ball stops when it lands. And right. so that's one thing that this pro was able to do was to able to add 30 or 40 feet of height in his golf shots by changing ball, mm -hmm. changing shaft, then changing ball again, and he's going to have a better chance to get to some of those tucked pins that are out on tour on right rock-hard greens. And so I just thought that was pretty interesting. So what would... What would the construction of the ball have to do with that um so those layers you talk about yeah. the different pieces they have different firmnesses and different densities and so when you change those things i'm not the engineer here right right but when you change those things you would you, you can change the initial velocity and the initial launch angle of the shot he didn't want to have to change his golf club head he sure. liked the look of his club He's yeah. like, how can we get this to do something different by Right. Playing this head, right? You could change the, the head and do it, but he's like, nah, I got to play these. I wonder if it's, you know, something to where the, the outer layer of the ball is a little bit softer, so it reacts better to the angle of the club to get more trajectory. Those would be the things. We, yeah. you know, the, the specifics of that I can't speak of. Like right. I said, I'm not the engineer, but yeah, that's exactly what, what they're trying to do. I mean, when I was learning to play golf in the mid-late 80s, you know, if you wanted to hit the ball higher, you angled the club face out or you put it up in your stance. Well, the aerodynamics matter, too. Right, right. right? And that's the dimple pattern sure. on the golf ball. So you change the dimple pattern. It changed the rate at which it yeah. spins. The dimples in a golf ball cause lift. Mm -hmm. uh, they essentially turn a golf ball into an airplane. Yeah. Mean. They change pressure above and below. Yep. And so the faster, why it spins, yeah. the faster it spins, it's climbing. Yeah. And so you've changed to a more spinny ball spins more right. climbs more it goes higher right. but launch angle is also something that's a factor in there so that's what the golf shaft primarily changed the golf shaft kicked differently right. added more lofted impact launched it higher golf ball spins more gets it higher up right. in the air and now all of a sudden instead of having right a, 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 an area you know if we're trying to hit a golf ball on this table right. instead of having an area the size of this piece of paper to right. land it in to get it to stop now he's got four because right. it's coming much steeper right so those kinds of things are, are interesting i think they're, they're fun in that same article uh, there was a piece about louis oosthuizen right um he was prepared he took um two four irons and two five irons uh with him this week and he wasn't sure which he was going to put into play louis, at, the, at the honda yeah Louis play or his last tournament, I think it was the Honda. Uh, yeah, he um, was there. Louis plays the ping blueprint iron. It's a blade, and he right. has four and five iron in the blade. Um, but it's not a very forgiving golf club. So at times when it's still, when it's not very windy, he also takes something called the I-210 in a four and a five iron. It's a much more forgiving golf right. club, a lower center of gravity. hits the ball higher. So if the conditions were going to be calm, not very much wind, he wanted to hit his four and five iron way up into the air, right? The same thing right. we've been talking about. Well... If it's, um, those clubs are less workable. They have a higher MOI, and that helps the golf ball fly straighter. Well, these guys are good enough to control the curve, and if it's, right. if it's, uh, if it's windy, he wanted to play uh, a golf club that's going to keep the ball right. down into the wind. He would play his blueprint yeah. four and five right. iron. So it's just so interesting to me that these guys are out there in blended sets, and, and certainly they have all the, the resources in the world and people giving them stuff to do it, but 
you know, they're not playing, in, in, in many cases, there are very few guys out there that are playing the same iron all the way through the set, right? If you're, if you're right. playing the ping blueprint, you, you're not playing, there aren't very many guys playing that in a pitching wedge all the way through their three iron. Right. They're changing models through the set to, to achieve something different. And I just thought that would be something interesting that people like to hear. And as a club fitter, I do a ton of that. Uh, they also mentioned uh, Kirk Kitayama in here who was, was was experimenting with some of that, and he had the best tour finish of his career Yeah, um, with, with these some of these changes. And, you know, I guess it's the same principle. You know, again, when I was learning to play golf, here uh, when we were playing in high school, we had a lot of – played a lot of courses that have the turtleback greens. Sure. And they're not big. You know, they're pretty small. Uh-huh. So, you know, when you're on your approach shot, if you're close enough, you know, we, we'd hit flop shots. And we all perfected the art of the flop from mm-hmm. – even from, you know, 100 yards out. Sure. We, we'd hit a great flop straight up in the air and drop it right down on the green, you know. And I guess this is kind of the same principle. You're just doing it from 200 yards out, 210 yards it out. Is. Yeah. And uh, God, I just can't imagine that. But that's yeah. that's pretty cool, though. That, Like I said, every time you do an equipment segment like that, it just blows me away. I just I love the technology and the advancement that the golf has made, not even just with the technology of the equipment, but the technology of the swing that's come out. You know, just people are swinging golf. You know, you go look at old tournaments, you know, from the 60s and 70s, and it doesn't even hardly look like a golf swing anymore because that's advanced so much over the course of the last 30, 40, 50 years. The thing to me that's interesting are the tools that we have to measure to be able to diagnose this stuff now. Um, you know, club fitting probably 20, 25 years ago was a lot of guessing. It was, it was about looking at it in the sky and yeah. saying, yeah, that's good. That's, that's not good. Right. Now we're actually measuring it. Right? Yeah. We, we can measure um, club head speed, ball speed, launch angle, direction right. of launch, backspin, right. peak height, how far down range it reached peak height, yeah. how it lands. All these things now we get to measure and not guess at. Right. And so, right, when we when we hit a shot and we have a club that's not performing well, we get to measure what it's doing, and then we get to test something different and measure it against it and see if we actually have um, changed that that facet of, of performance. And that's what's so cool from the club fitting side is the tools to be able to measure. Right. It, it's uh, A lot of people are use this kind of punchline now, measure, don't guess. Right. Right. If you're if you're if you're going to somebody to get help and they're guessing, go somewhere else. Go yeah. to somebody that's measuring it and can explain it to you and tell you why one's better than another. Right. Uh, and I've said it before. One of my favorite, and I still call it a new thing. I know it's not new anymore. Is the tracer technology that we get to see the ball flight, you know, on TV, and they do. They measure the peak, how high it goes. They'll even measure the draw or the fade. Mm-hmm. You know, from the from the time <laughs> that they hit it, this was. This was a 40-foot draw, you know, or a 40-foot fade that they yeah. hit. And you can see it on TV. And that, to me, that's just that just makes it much, that makes it more fun to watch, you know, yep. when you see these guys doing that, especially the right-handed guys hitting a draw. When they can hit, you know, a 50, 50-foot draw going around a tree or, you know, around a, a bunker in the fairway to get it on the other side, it just blows me away. I just I love that. And that's just, I just think it makes it that much more enjoyable to watch on TV. Oh, yeah. So there's your equipment talk. Thank you, Brady, for that. We, we appreciate it every week. Yeah, if you uh, want help in, uh, in sorting some of this out, certainly come see me, right? Shameless plug here. Find me over at the Highlands, and we'll, uh, we'll start measuring how you hit these golf clubs and uh, figure if we can make it better for you. That's right. Brady's uh, one of the, uh, the uh, PGA instructors over at the Highlands Performance Golf Center in North Carrollton. You can find them on the web at highlandspgc.com or call them on the phone. If you're one of those old telephony people that like to talk on the phone still, 
972-733-4111, and they'd be happy to help you out. Brady is also an expert club fitter over there. He can get you fit with a new set of clubs so that you can uh, make sure that you're using the right stuff, the right equipment, because that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, just look at me. I still play with, what, 42-year-old uh, seniors clubs. we got to get you over there. <laughs> and everybody makes fun of me, but it's okay. I've gotten used to it. <laughs> Thank you. I know people. You know, I can get some new clubs, but it is what it is. 